If you like fat guys talking about general interest topics, you're in luck. It's time for Cliff and Kindle, Coast to Coast. Welcome to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast, the show, the internet Uh, talk show that everybody's talking about. Thanks, Cliff. Welcome to you as well. Thank you for welcoming me. I appreciate the welcome. And thank you for thanking me. Yeah. And I (laughs) want to show you my gratitude about it. Thank you. Look at us. Listen to us. I mean, we already feel like we're being so gracious and happy. You would never know the world is coming to an end the way we're acting. No. Feels so good to put on a good, happy face and and trudge forward. <laughs> Until you start referring to what we're doing as trudging, it did sound pretty uh, <laughs> positive there. Well, you know me. I can't make it at the whole thing unless it's a tub of ice cream. I can't believe... I ate the whole ate thing. The whole thing. <laughs> Kendall, this is uh, just another day, another show, another part of our listeners' magic time that they've tuned in for. I love it. I'm glad we could bring the magic. Expecto Patronum. It's got to be us. Do you believe in magic in a fatso's oh. heart? And you know I do. Oh. I love it. Well, now, Kendall, we're here at Mrs. Potter Butter Butter Churns, Butter Churn of Pottery and Butter. And I was thinking, you know, we're here just at the store, and they're getting the store ready for some kind of function tonight. And I don't remember, it was, it might have been in an email that I did not read thoroughly enough, <laughs> but I don't, I don't remember what it is that they're getting ready for. Well, I hope. It's a surprise for us. Yeah, I hope it's a surprise for us. Although, I don't know why they would let us set up the booth and do a show here in full view and watch them do this. Were it a surprise for us? Who knows? There's so many weird things they do. I can't keep track. But I just hope there's cake, regardless of whoever this is for. I hope so. Hopefully, there'll be a big cake, maybe a punch bowl and... Some, <laughs> I thought you meant just a punch in the face. A punch. Well, maybe one of those two coming, Kendall. Let's see how the show goes. Uh, hopefully not. Uh, but no, Cliff, I, now I know there's a party underway, and it might just be because we're talking about famous trios through history. We're doing a big old countdown, and this is probably a celebratory party for another countdown show. Possibly. You know, our countdowns, they are just... Setting the world on fire. People can't get enough of us counting down that wonderful stuff. Yeah. And the newest thing to count down is apparently trios, trios, threesomes. Uh, tri- you know, the, the threes. Things that are yeah. in threes. One, two, three. Not only you and me. Got 180 degrees and I'm caught in between. Counting one, two, three. Peter, Paul, Mary. Getting down with three feet. Everybody I just want to warn you, if you're going to Google on the internet famous trios, 
make sure you put trios and not threesomes because a whole different set of things pops up that I should have thought through if I thought about the word threesome, but it was just all porn sites. Kendall, you are going to infect all of our computers with spyware, you stupid idiot. Too late. Too late. <laughs> you mean oh, all of my God. computers that we all use. <laughs> all of them. Listen, uh, your iPad, if you get any more spyware on your iPad, I will not be able to watch Sex and the City 2 on it anymore. Anyway, do you want to start this off? Do you, I don't know what you want to do. I don't. I can't get a read on you today, Kendall. I, I like to keep it iffy. It's like it's my my magical Scorpio face. You never know. It is what it's, I want or what I, it's the mask. A mask. It's it's like this. Our show is basically Halloween by John Carpenter because I'm <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis over here. You can read all my emotions on my face. I'm giving all I've got. And then there's Kendall, who's behind a Michael Myers mask, and who just moves very slowly and walks behind us, and yet the rest of us scream. So that's what this show has become, thanks to Kendall's Scorpioness and my Virgo perfection. You think it's a droopy mask, it's just my flabby skin on my face. But yes, I will tell you what I want. I want to start us out this week, because I've really got a great number 10 for trios. Okay. One, two, three. All right, are you ready for this? Are you ready to get started? Are you sure? Do you want to think about it for a minute? I'm ready for threes, the trios. One, two, three. All right. One, two, three. Number 10 on the countdown. One, two, trios. three. Da, 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 da. That's our elementary. This countdown will be. Ba, da, da, da. All right, Kendall. One, two, three. Number 10. Cliven Kendall. That's us. What is number 10? That is us. Number 10, Cliven Kendall. We are so big that we actually equal the amount of three people. I didn't want to put us way up at the front and be real narcissistic, so I put us at number 10. Well, I think, let me uh, veto. Let me use one of my 10 vetoes. Uh, that I have for this episode. Per episode. And going to veto that because while we take up the space of three people, we only have one and a half brains and not three brains, which is what we need. I have the one, you have the half, and then we need another (laughs) one and a half. I'm glad you told me because I was trying to figure out how you divvied up the brain. So I'm glad you uh, you made it very clear there. Well, all right, Cliff. I knew that you might have a problem with that, even though it was a great answer. So <laughs> I've, I've got a backup. You know, I keep backups now from my, from my top ten list because you All never right. know. So my backup is the three caballeros. <laughs> oh! We're three caballeros, three gay caballeros. They say we are birds of a feather. We're happy amigos, no matter where he goes. The one, two, and three goes. We're always together. All right, tell us about. Do you know them. the three caballeros? I know Donald Duck is one of them, right? Yeah, it was a. It's you know, it's a Disney film from the '40s, like '45. It was uh, Donald and two other. Uh, uh, I, and I honestly forget the names. It's been a while since I've seen it. But uh, there's three of them, and they travel South America. It was. It was so much fun. I guess it was like. Disney's version of like, let's get to know South America in the 40s. And there's even a ride at Epcot that you can ride, the three, the, the three Caballeros ride. And I just love it. It's it's very nostalgic to me. I, I remember watching it all the time. They played the trumpets and, you know. Uh, 
And I always loved it. And they didn't do any of that in the movie because that would have been too much for the time. So what was like, and I, of course, had this on video because I had all the uh, collector's edition VHS, yeah. Disney. But I don't really remember. What was the, was there like a story? It was just like there's Donald Duck and like a, these parrots or something. Well, and they, they were went like to Brazil or somewhere or Mexico. There was a oh a penguin Pablo. Do you remember the penguin? The warm weather of equatorial South America, and then they had the odd birds of Latin America. So yeah, it was just all these different little little snippet segments. So it was, it was like short cartoons that made up one big long film. What a Trio, one of the ten greatest trios of all time, the three caballeros. What is a caballero? One, two, three. I- I'm ill prepared for that. I'm trying to look up what a caballero is. Okay, I'll let you. Well, I appreciate your. We'll just caballero. wait. Oh. <laughs> well, why do I? Why do I feel like I'm in school? You're like, we'll wait. <laughs> It's a Spanish or Mexican gentleman, Cliff. Down it's a gentleman. The, uh, the gentleman, the three gentlemen. That's why I didn't know what it was. Because <laughs> I, sir, am no gentleman. Oh, boy. <laughs> oh, please don't say that word again once our guests get here tonight. <laughs> oh, no. yes, dear. We wouldn't want to upset the ladies. <laughs> oh, ladies? I don't think oh. there'll be any ladies here tonight, Sugarlump. <laughs> Only <laughs> oh, okay, the Dad, large members of the, uh, you know, the Fizzy 111 Sheep Farmers. <laughs> the Sheep Farming Lodge. Oh, so the Sheep Farmer Lodge. That's what you oh, guys are setting up for. Okay, I hope they don't bring any sheep with them. That'd be Dear, embarrassing. Daffodil, what are you talking about? You know we're setting up for the Doilies Appreciation Society. Oh, nonsense, dear. Your doily appreciation ladies won't be here until tomorrow night. <laughs> Tonight is the night all of the sheep farmer large members are going to come here to the store. We're going to smoke cigars and have a, a man's time, dear. <laughs> of course. Daffodil, I think you've been putting things down in your, your 2019 planner again. I've told you several times. Tonight is the Doily Appreciation Society. Oh, no. Tonight is the night the Sheep Farming Lodge members are coming to the show. Uh, hold on. Look, I've, I've just pulled oh, up no. the master list over here that Crockpot keeps. Thank God. Kendall, please check the master list, for God's they're, sake. They're both coming tonight, it looks like. They're both on the list for tonight. Oh, no. <laughs> Double booked. Oh, my bowels. They're very alarmed at the prospect, dear. How are we going to have sheep farmers in here with, with the Doily Appreciation Society? There's no way that they can both work together. Well, maybe you could just keep the, the Doily Appreciation Society maybe over on the, you know, the butter side of the store. And maybe, Mr. Snodbottom, you and the sheep farmers could stay over on the pottery side. Oh, but we only have enough food for one side, dear. This is terrible etiquette. We're going to have to get more food. Oh, let's send Crockpot to the corner store. Oh, oh, Crockpot, Crock dear. We need some cheese get and crackers, Crockpot. Quickly, dear, quickly. We have more people coming. Oh, well, I think we're going to need... I was going to say we needed more food anyway. <laughs> oh, I'm going to need some. I want some cheese and crackers. Uh, what are the odds that they have booked... Two different groups on one night. What are the We've odds? We've been sitting here for months with nothing going on. 
Isn't it always the way, though? It's like there's some, one thing, and then, oh, this other thing you have to do is the same damn night. Always the way, isn't it? As soon as you put up your feet, down it all comes on your head. Down it all comes on your head like a plate of sardines. All right, yep. Kendall, number one, two, three, nine of the greatest trios. People are thinking, wait, are you telling me there's a better trio than the three Caballeros? Yes. You just try to top it, Cliff. You just try. I'm going to try. I'm going to try. Kendall, one, two, three, greatest trio I know of. He himself and he, Jake Gyllenhaal. He's all three rolled. No, and I'm trying to. <laughs> all right, Kendall, really? I was about to say, don't you dare. <laughs> He's teacher, father, secret lover, Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> no. Kendall, number nine on the great trio. One, two, three. I've come up with one that's even better than the three caballeros. <laughs> Kendall, we've heard of your three bears. You can keep them. I know about your three pigs. No thanks. How about <laughs> the three? Billy goats. Gruff. They were goats, Kendall, and they were so <laughs> gruff. And, you know, they just were happening along one day, just gallivanting as goats do. And they spied greener grass over across a little <laughs> little uh, creek there, and but oh, to cross the creek, what they needed to cross a bridge, and oh, Kendall, would you just could you die? It was a troll under the bridge. Booger lips. Booger lips. It might as well have been Booger lips himself, the troll, <laughs> because they just they couldn't. You know, it was very hard to get across. Very scary. The first little goat went across, and he says. Oh, you don't want to eat me, troll. You want to wait for my bigger, fatter brother who's coming right behind me. And the troll's like, well, I am pretty hungry. He was sort of a Cliff and Kendall type troll. Mm -hmm. And he's like, I am pretty hungry, so I guess I could wait two seconds for something bigger and fatter. And so he lets the little goat go. Then middle goat comes, and he says the same thing, but wait. My grandfather goat is coming right behind me, and he's so fat and juicy, and you just want to go suckle at his bosom and eat him is what you're going to want to do is what the middle goat said and he was trying to confuse the troll and the troll's like alright get out of here I'll eat this big goat that comes and then the big goat comes and the big goat of course just kicks the troll's ass and the troll gets on out of there and the goats just eat and they're fabulous goats these goats they're immortal everybody loves them the three billy goats gruff Number nine. That story would have only been better if the third goat would have been like, oh, Cliff and Kendall are coming next. You want to keep waiting. They're biggest and best of all. They're biggest and best. Now, he would have said, mm, I'm not that hungry. So, <laughs> Now, Cliff, would I say the Billy Groat Scruff were better than the three Caballeros? I'd probably say, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Kendall, why don't you stick it up south of your border? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, Cliff, no, Billy Groat Scruff, I'll give it to you. <laughs> Cliff, number eight. Eight, oh. Are you eight? telling me there's a trio better than the three Billy Groat Scruff and the three Caballeros? Oh. I don't think don't so. Don't you know that there are? One, two, three, three, three. I'm going to go with uh, a, a trio that I loved uh, growing up, and I don't know if you loved them as much as I did, 
but I think they are great. Uh, they they kind of remind me of the three caballeros. They're the three amigos. Oh, oh, they Did you love the three amigos? One, two, three. Let's ride! The three amigos. They were the biggest stars of their day. The three amigos are history. But that was yesterday. Steve Martin, Martin Short, and Chevy Chase. Uh. Who doesn't love all three of them? So, now yes. The movie Three Amigos. Cliff, the movie. I did. I mean, I'm sure I did love it. It's been a while since I have seen it, I've got to admit. But I'm oh, sure yeah. I loved it. God. And tell me about it. My mother and I watched it all the time. And we just there. there's one scene where... I, I'm, I'm going to tell you the whole story. But there was okay. one scene where Martin Short was... I'm, I'm sorry. Steve Martin was, like, attached with chains to the back of this wall. And he, like, had to, like, try to get to this lever to, like, release him. And he had to walk forward. And it kept pulling him back. And my mother and I just laughed and laughed and laughed every time we watched that scene. But, um, but uh, basically, but, uh, there are three uh, actors uh, that are, like, uh, you know, these three amigos. Like, the three musketeers, but on right. these movies back in the day. And they decide, they're, I forget why they go out to the desert for something. And they go to this Spanish. Oh, I think they got hired by the Spanish town to come defend them from these bad guys. And they thought it was like a publicity stunt. It was like Galaxy Quest, but in the Old West, you know. They were like, oh, we'll go do this gig and play these characters. But it turns out it was not a gig. It was real. Uh And there were real bad guys, and they had to learn to fight. And But they learned to use all their trickery. They learned from the movies to do stunts and things to make it look like they were doing other things. And they really, I won't, I won't give away the ending. So you have to go watch it. But it was a good movie clip. And I love the three amigos. I like this guy. <laughs> they are funny guys. Just kill one of them. Steve Martin. <laughs> Chevy Chase. Do you have anything besides Mexican food? Martin Short. (laughs) The Three Amigos. The Three Amigos. If they were going to reboot The Three Amigos without the three people who were in it, who would your modern day Three Amigos be? Oof. Oof. I would, of course, do a girl Ghostbusters type reboot and make it women and i'd make them old women i'd make it bet midler diane keaton and share well that's a that's a good choice cliff uh i or, hate to argue with you <laughs> barbara streisand betty white and cicely tyson well, well how could i top it those are such good choices we'll stick with those i would it also could just be jonah hill three in three different wigs cgi <laughs> yeah. together you know, these days, they'll be like, we'll get Eddie Murphy. He'll play all three characters. We'll do hours of makeup. <laughs> it'll, be, it'll be Andy Serkis doing all three, and they're all going to be CGI. Yeah, there you go. So get him get him the green suit with the balls on it. So I'd much rather have Barbara Streisand. <laughs> I want Barbara Streisand in everything. And I can't get into the misogyny of Hollywood. I can't get into it. That there are 60,000 John Wayne movies, and there's only like 20 Barbara movies for all of history. Yeah. What? Don't worry, they'll, re- they'll remember, or they'll finally decide to do it when she turns, like, 94, and they'll get, like, three movies in, you know. Right, and it'll all be, like, it'll be a reboot, of, it'll be Grumpy Old Women, the reboot. Yeah, yeah. Which I'm down for, by the way, Barbara and Beth, <laughs> let's do it. Anyway, Kendall, number, what is this, seven? One, two, three. Number seven, you get, sure. Listeners are like, this has not been seven minutes in heaven, this has been 
20 something minutes in heaven of Cliff and Kendall coast to coast and lizards were only just begun. So imagine <laughs> how good it's going to get as this countdown rolls on. It's, it's going to roll on like a deodorant. Just you wait. Just you wait. Kendall, speaking of One, two, three. old Hollywood. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> a trio that sometimes was a foursome, but not most of the time. And most of the time, they're just thought of as a trio. Because who really cared about Zeppo? Nobody. I'm talking about the Marx Brothers. Ooh, the, the Marx, Marx Brothers. Brothers. It was my turn, right? I yep. forgot. Okay. So you got <laughs> Groucho, who is so funny. And I just love Groucho and wish people, you know, I wish there was more Groucho awareness because I wish that the Groucho glasses would make a comeback, you know, like the fun ones at parties where it's like mm-hmm. bl- black and it has the nose and a mustache. And yeah. p- people wear those now and they don't even know. They don't even know that they're being Groucho. Millennials, teens, listen to me. You're being Groucho when you wear those glasses. But the millennials don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> they're not. They're like, I, how do I tweet this on Facebook? I don't even know how to do it. But no, they were a trio of brothers. But anyhow, we're all set now, aren't we? Oh, sure. Now, just, uh, just you put your name right down there, and then the deal is, is uh, legal. I forgot to tell you, I can't write. No, well, that's all right. There's no ink in the pen anyhow. But listen, it's a contract, isn't it? Oh, sure. We've got a contract, no, no matter how small it is. Hey, wait, wait. What does this say here, this thing here? Oh, that? Oh, that's the usual clause. That's in every contract. That just says, uh... It says, uh, if any of the parties participating in this contract are shown not to be in their right mind, the entire agreement is automatically nullified. Well, I don't know. It's all right. That, that's in every contract. That's, that's what they call a sanity clause. <laughs> you can't fool me. There ain't no sanity clause. There was Groucho, and then there was Chico, who was also a pianist, and he would sometimes have long piano parts in a movie, which you would love, Kendall. I Admit love it. it. If there was a Cliff and Kendall movie, you'd be like, what if I did a five-minute piano solo here at this part? And back in the 30s, they said, okay, sounds good to us. <laughs> so they did it. And he would do it, but he was also, hey, he was also had kind of an, maybe an Italian accent or a New York accent or something, I don't know. But he was very funny and always played sort of shady characters. Then there was... Harpo, the one who would not have a podcast because he did not talk. But he did play the harp. And there would be like five minutes of him playing the harp in a movie. And it still was great. It was classic. It just brought the houses down 80 or 90 years ago. Now then, Mrs. Claypool, what are we going to have for dinner? You've had your dinner. All right, we'll have breakfast. Waiter. Yes, sir. Have you uh, got any milk-fed chicken? Yes, sir. Well, squeeze the milk out. I want to bring me a glass. Yes, sir. Mr. Driftwood, three months ago, you promised to put me into society. In all that time, you've done nothing but draw a very handsome salary. You think that's nothing, huh? How many men do you suppose are drawing a handsome salary nowadays? Why, you can count them on the fingers of one hand, my good woman. I'm not your good woman. Don't say that, Mrs. Claypool. I don't care what your past has been. To me, you'll always be my good woman. People loved them kids they were the marx brothers and i grew up and where my mother had all the videotapes of their f- movies and we watched them you so watched them on the old reel to reel reel to reel we set up our old <laughs> reel to reel you see that man over there eating spaghetti no well you see the spaghetti don't you now behind that spaghetti is none other than hyman gottlieb director of the new york opera company do you follow me yes 
Well, stop following me. I'll have you arrested. Well, you know, uh, uh, they were a great team. I agree with you. They were lovely. And um, uh, Teller from Penn and Teller, like his biggest inspiration for his character was from Harpo. Oh, yeah. That's why he doesn't talk. There you go. One, two, three, three, three. We could all learn something from that clip. <laughs> Never gonna uh, happen. Oh, 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 We've got more oh, tables set no. up. So many people are coming. This is a disaster. Uh, epic oh, I don't know. Why don't we just cancel everything, dear? Turn out the lights and <laughs> turn people away. Now, look. If I know one thing that you guys have taught us, it's don't cancel. You got the show must go on. Right. Keep it moving forward. And there's always a way to work this out. So I see that you guys have separated them on both sides. Why don't you put a curtain up down the middle or incorporate the two to where they both do something together at, at one point? It, you know, I think it's it'll be fine. Just, I don't know, though, Kendall, the, the cigars that the sheep farmers are going to smoke. I don't know if the, they might get into the doilies, make them smell like cigars. Oh, I hope not, well, that's boy. looking positive. <laughs> oh, this is terrible. Maybe, maybe we could... Uh, have the smoking of the cigars outside this time. Oh, no. That will never happen because there are too many mosquitoes on the street there. Oh, well, what about my citronella-infused doilies, dear? Maybe we could take those on a on a stargazing walk tonight while you guys smoke your cigars. Oh, I don't know. Let's go think about it in the stock room. Oh, okay, dear. Uh, well, uh, maybe I could get these other things. Oh, they're... So out of control here tonight. <laughs> so out of control. It's just nuts. Who would have believed wait. it? Just wait until we get to like number two. Things are just going to get crazier and crazier. Oh my God. I love number twos. Always. <laughs> I have several of them a day. All right. Cliff, next up, number six. My Coming turn, right? up right after this next segment, and that's not a joke. It's not a joke. And neither are these. It's time for the bad joke. Oh, God, Kendall. I'm so sorry to the listeners that we are putting these terrible jokes out into the world. I'm so sorry. But it is what we have agreed to do. We made a pact long ago. Um, I can't believe we're already at time. Long ago. I feel like we just got started. You look over and we're four hours in. <laughs> well. All right. Cliff, I'll start us out with a wonderful joke. Let's get it started. A bad joke. Let's get it started in here. Let's get it started. Oh, Kendall, wait. Hold on. Let's get it started. Oh, now we can start. That's what I was waiting for. All right. <clears throat> a man who lived uh, in a block of apartments thought it was raining, and he put his hand out the window just to check, you know, to feel for the rain. And just as he did this, a glass eye fell right into his hand out of the blue. And he, just like that, he looked up to see where it came from and saw a young woman looking down from an upstairs window. He said, is this yours? And she said, well, yes, could you bring it up? And so he got up to her apartment. And he found she was extremely attractive. Whoa. And she offered him a drink. And after they finished their drinks, she said, I'm about to have dinner. There's plenty if you would like to join me. Uh, he, you know, accepted the offer and they both enjoyed a lovely meal. And after dinner, she said, I've had a marvelous evening. Would you like to stay the night? Mm -mm -mm -mm. And the man hesitated. And he said, now, do you treat every man you meet like this? And she says, no, only those that catch my eye. Oh. <laughs> Kendall, a woman seated herself where? In the psychiatrist's office. And the that's, doctor. That's the place to do it. Yeah. The doctor asked, oh, what seems to be the problem? 
And she says, well, I, uh, I think I, uh, might be a nymphomaniac. Oh. Oh, uh-oh. And the doctor says, oh, I see. I can help you, but I must advise you that my fee is $150 an hour. And the woman said, well, that's not bad. How much for all night? Not going to help her problem there. No, Kendall. Oh, clip it's a one nymphomaniac's day. <laughs> lament. Yeah. <laughs> one day a traveling salesman was driving down a country road when he passed by a three-legged chicken. Oh, no. He stepped on the gas, but at 50 miles per hour, the chicken was still ahead of him. After a few miles, the chicken ran up a driveway into a barn behind an old farmhouse, and the salesman drove up to the house and knocked at the door. When he told the farmer what he'd just seen, the farmer said, Oh, his son was a uh, geneticist. And he had developed this breed of chicken so that him, his wife, and his son could each get a drumstick. And the salesman said, well, that's fantastic. How do they taste? And the farmer says, I don't know. We can't catch them. Can't catch them. All right. chicken. (laughs) Whoa. Three legs, baby. What do I think of next? I don't know. But two men are seated at a bar. And uh, as one looks admiringly at a beautiful man nearby, the other man says, You know, I'd give $500 to kiss that man's ass. And the guy says, Well, that's my boyfriend. I'll ask him. And to the other man. And, you know, the guy whose ass is in question agrees. And the couple goes back into the back room, and he undresses, and the guy just gives it a big sweat smackaroo. Finally, he says, well, now, thanks for letting me kiss your ass, but I have no money, but I sure meant what I said. What did he say? (laughs) It was worth every penny of the $500 he wished that he had had to give to kiss the ass. Oh, I wish I had. Okay. Got it. Got it. You know, I've got to learn to pay attention to the beginning of the jokes. (laughs) Uh, You didn't miss much. (laughs) But what did Alexander the Great and Winnie the Pooh have in common? Neither wore pants, damn them. No, you wish. They both had the same middle name. Oh, 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 the, oh, oh, the, oh, what do golfers wear, or why do golfers wear two pair of pants? Irritable bowel syndrome. No, in case they get a hole in one. Oh, whoa, oh. And while we're waiting, Cliff, what does satisfaction, where does satisfaction come from? Uh, the Rolling Stones. No, it comes from a satisfactory. Oh, <laughs> God. Such a good one. Such a good one. I'm on a roll. Oh, you're on a roll, just like a sandwich. Kendall, a woman <laughs> walked into a busy butcher shop, and she looked at the meats and poultry on display, and she suddenly grabbed a hold of a dressed chicken. She pulled up one wing and sniffed it, pulled up the other wing and sniffed it, then picked up a leg and just sniffed the hell out of it, and then picked up the other <laughs> leg and then sniffed it as well. Just as she finished sniffing up and down this chicken, the butcher walked up to her and said, Madam, could you pass such a test? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> that was a nosy butcher there. No. Well, they were both nosy. Let's I know. Give you get it? Credit you due. get it? Man, I told you I'm on a roll, Cliff. Kendall, those were terrible, awful bad jokes. Well, you said we agreed to it early on, and we can't let our listeners down. One, two, three. Cliff, do we have time for one more before we take a break? Kendall, you better give us number six, or we're all going to lose it. All right, good. Well, here we go. 
Number six, Cliff. I had it all laid out, and then you made me mess up and forget. Okay, Cliff, number six on the countdown of famous trios. One, two, three. Are three people that, that would skip along a yellow brick road. That's the Tin Man, the Scarecrow, and the Cowardly Lion. Don't you love them? Yes. Although, were I to pick a bone... I might say that you... I, I knew you'd pick a bone. You just left out one, and it really was a foursome, because Dorothy was with them the whole time. That would be like if I said number seven is a great trio. It was John, Paul, and Ringo. The three Beatles were but a great trio. Dorothy wasn't from but Oz. she was there. See, those were the three she met they along the way. They would never have even met each other oh without Dorothy. That is the... It's just very... I don't want to say it's very sexist that you're just like, hey, I'll take the woman out and not mention her. <laughs> oh, look what you did there. Look it's what like you when did. you tried to tell me that all candy bars matter or whatever it was. All right, fine. Fine. Fine, fine, fine. I'll move on. I'll take off the Tin Man, the Scarecrow. Uh, let's right, move I listen, on. I have eight more vetoes. Number six. I know. Number six. One, two, three. How about Janet, Jack, and Chrissy? <laughs> Come and knock on our door. Come and knock on our door. We've been waiting for you. We've been waiting, We've been waiting, 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 waiting. Come and knock on our door. Where the kisses are, where the kisses are, where the kisses are, where the kisses Trio of your Kendall. Oh, it was a wonderful trio that we grew up watching on television. That uh, man that would uh, live with two women. It was so controversial, and the landlord would come down. And was like, why are you living with these women down here? This is way ahead of your time and way too scandalous for television. And he and he would just pretend that he was gay, living with these women. But it was such a great show. Didn't you love it? Didn't you love how he always tripped over things? He was Jack the Tripper. I love the, the <laughs> tripping. The tripping is what I'll always remember the most. Kingdom. <laughs> a little nod to Dick Van Dyke. Who would you be? Which one of the three? Chrissy? Yes. <laughs> well, since you put the words in my mouth. I would, of course. Is be... it my thighs, Cliff? <laughs> my thighs are in such good shape. Yes, yeah, because I tell you, you've mastered your thighs. I would, of course, <laughs> be Mr. Furley, Don Knotts. Oh, oh there, there you go. go. There, there you go. go. There you go. There you go. Number yeah, six. Yeah, Number six. All right, I gotta take a break, Cliff. I gotta figure out who these next uh, 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 five are gonna be. I gotta do some. Oh my God, here. Kendall, shut up about that. Do you see these the sheep farmers and the the doily appreciation ladies? They're both trying to oh, get in the door at the same time. Oh, why it's, don't they do it one at a time instead of both coming through the doorway at once? I, and they're both like jammed in there. Oh my God, this is a disaster. We're gonna have to go help sort these people out. Oh, I hate it. 
All right, Kendall. <laughs> we'll be right back. I believe in miracles, and I believe Cliff and Kendall will be right back after this. 1951, Lorenzo Lini tried to convince the U.S. Patent Office he could make better coffee by stamping on the beans. He failed. 1963, the Yunt brothers tried to patent the Yunt combustion process. They failed. 1972, Vincent Morata tried to patent a way to make coffee perfectly by controlling brewing time and temperature. He succeeded. Mr. Coffee, America's perfect coffee maker, with a patent to prove it. Earth is dead, so you might as well keep listening to Cliff and Kendall Coast to Coast. Whoa! Each one seeking happiness. Oh, 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 So far, field and fountain, more and more fields and a one between oh, oh, them. Oh, one, two, oh, three, oh, feet oh, apart, oh, and we get them down with three feet. Oh, everybody else, oh, 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 one, two, three, oh, oh, me and me get one eighty degrees and a one between them. Oh, one, oh, two, oh, three, oh, feet oh, apart, oh, and we get them down with three feet. back, welcome back, welcome back. It was a trio of Welcome Back. It was a trio of Welcome Back. Oh, Kendall, what is this? We just got back in the booth. There's this, a letter. There's a letter here on the table. What is, what is oh, this? Oh, God. Is it a cease and desist? I don't know. Let me read it here. It says, All right. it says Dear Cliff and Kendall, I'm a longtime listener, but a first-time letter writer to your show. Doesn't w- surprise me. Mm-hmm. I wondered if you would comment on something I recently read about you guys online. Uh-oh. I was browsing a very reliable subreddit when I came across a theory about the Cliff and Kendall gang. Someone calling themselves Ephanon said you guys didn't really go on a rye tour around the world to share the good news about Busheltown Rye. But we did. We did do that. It's where we were. And Ephanon says the Cliff and Kendall gang, under the leadership of Charles the Contractor, really went around the world to stop a cult of Hades worshippers that kidnap children's pets and explode them in the microwave. Cliff and Kendall, is Ephanon right? Did you all go around the globe to stop innocent children's pets from being blown up by evil Hades followers? I'm betting you did. Ephanon seems legit to me. Anyway, confirm or deny, please. And that is signed, Ephanon follower in the French Quarter. Well, okay. Don't they know? Okay, obviously they've never met Charles the Contractor. He would be the leader of anything. That's the first problem. But I'm sure if they thought it's a big conspiracy, that they, that's exactly what they would think I would say. So how do I even get out of that? I mean... Ephanon, I've never heard of Ephanon before. I'm not really following that, but they sound like they like us, so that's good. Well, They're probably good people. Oh, uh, they don't sound like great people, Cliff. 
don't know, kind of sorry. I'm eating some of the petty fours that Mrs. Potter Butterton set out for her appreciation society. I don't. Can't you see me holding up my hand asking for some? <laughs> well, I just ate the last one. I'm so oh, sorry. Too bad. Too oh. bad. So sad. All I got to say is that uh, we did go on a ride tour, and I've got the receipts to prove it. Getting right back to the matter at hand. One, two, three. This two groups at once in the shop. It's it's a complete disaster, but I think we have mitigated a lot of the problem. We helped get everybody in the door. Everybody is seated and situated. They got both their events going on in the shop at once. But well, people just yeah. keep showing up. It's I don't know if we're going to have enough room. I don't know. It's getting kind of, yeah, a little bit noisy but out there. But with the door shut, I think we'll be okay. So Lucky we got this mostly soundproof booth. Soundproof. All right. Kendall, number five. One, number two, five. three. Five alive. <laughs> Johnny Five is alive. Kendall, I want to see if you can guess this next trio. Okay? Okay. I'm going to give you some clues. Okay. They had hair of gold. Hair of gold. Just like their mother. Um, the you talking about the Brady Bunch? The youngest was in curls. I'm talking about the Brady girls. The three Here's Brady girls. Of a lovely lady who was bringing up three very lovely girls. All of them had hair of gold. They were all blonde, all took after their mother, Florence Henderson, and you had the girls. And it, it, it really did bother me. I loved the Brady boys, too. When I was 10 years old, I was deeply in love with Greg Brady, and it lasted a long time. But when you pick boys or the girls, you got to go with the girls because their personalities were just a little bit stronger. You had Marsha, who was so beautiful and effortlessly good at everything. And then you had crazy middle child Jan, who hated her freckles and hated having to wear glasses. And she wanted to be a new person, have a new personality, because everybody was tired of the old Jan. Well, Jan, did you put these awards of mine in the closet? What if I did? Well, why would you do a thing like that? Because I felt like it, that's why. What kind of a dumb reason is that? I want to know why you did it. It's none of your business. Jan, wait a minute. I don't care to discuss it. And she would get mad and she'd declare herself an only child for the week. And then you had the youngest in curls, Cindy Brady. Oh, lisping and also a little bit of a trickster. And just, you know, she always had to deal with the fact that she was the Brady baby. Oh, until now, the horrible, evil cousin Oliver came along at Cliff, the end of season five. Yes. I, I hate to interrupt you. I didn't hurt the awards. Marsha always makes such a big deal out of everything. Jan, if those had been your awards and Marsha had dumped them somewhere, wouldn't you be upset too? I guess. But every time Marsha turns around, they hand her a blue ribbon or something. Oh, now, Jan, you know that isn't so. Marsha's worked very hard for those things. Well, all I hear all day long at school is how great Marsha is at this or how wonderful Marsha did that. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. But I I am kind of pondering the, the question of how the three Brady girls could be a yeah. trio when you've got the mom that makes the four, you've got the maid that makes 
basically five. And if you really think of the Brady Bunch, there were nine squares on the screen at the end. How are they a trio, yet Dorothy not even being from Oz doesn't make a trio, doesn't, makes a foursome. Because you had the girls. The original startup was they were the three daughters But they live with their mother. Yeah. So what? This logic escapes The three caballeros lived, I'm sure, were big pals of Walt Disney, but he was not the fourth caballero unofficially. They were three. We're just going to move on. Marsha, Marsha, Marsha. We're We're going to move move on. on. And Kendall, I'm going to swear to God, if you said that you wanted a punch earlier in the show, you're cruising for is what you asked for because it's like i'm a psychic you're a psycho you mother fucking idiot <laughs> because the brady girls are a threesome there were three brady girls who was bringing up three very lovely girls three very lovely girls three very lovely girls one two three there were three brady boys either could have been a trio okay they didn't even have a spinoff. Uh, okay, they did. Cool. They had the Brady girls get married, and it lasted like six episodes. So, All right. eat my shorts. I think I have a trio that we'll both be able to agree on. I know it's hard to find ones that we can agree on, but this one is going to be it. I don't know. Kendall, you weaponize these episodes. <laughs> Number four, Cliff. Number four on the countdown. One, two, three. There are three people that they get up, they pour themselves a cup of ambition, and they go to work from nine to five. Tumble out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen, pour myself a cup of ambition, and yawn and stretch and try to come to life. Jump in the shower and the blood starts pumping, out on the streets the traffic starts jumping, with folks like me on the job from nine to five. Working nine to five, what a way. Judy, Violet, and Doralee. Uh-oh. Working now that nine to is a five. Threesome. That's a threesome, baby. And I, I figured uh. that that would make up for taking the woman out of the, the, the threesome from Oz. I thought that would make up for it. I hope so. So there you go. So there you go. Num- All right, well, tell us, tell us more. Why are they number four? Why are they the fourth greatest trio of all time how well, are they all, any better than the brady girls you've got well, to make a case the brady girls didn't never took on the, their egos uh <laughs> yeah you gotta no, say on, it all hold on i've got this i've got it i've been practicing it and now i can't even remember it uh uh lying egotistical hypocritical bigot i didn't say it in the right order but that's it they took on their boss they kidnapped him they tortured him and they stood up for women everywhere that were tired of being stepped on by the man. And then they saved the, the woman race forever, right? Oh, no. Things got bad again. And they, we need a whole other group. They need to reboot the whole movie.
that's my fucking out of bed and I stumble to the kitchen. Uh-huh. I love it. I, th- I think the musical was great as well. I saw it. Loved it. I wish they would make a movie out of that. As well. I think they, we need three more nine to five musicals, all somehow starring Dolly. Well, Kendall, if you screw up this countdown in the future, I'm going to change you from a rooster to a hen in one shot. <laughs> I love it, Cliff. I love Cliff, it. I love Cliff. it. I love See, we're it. back on the right track. I love it. All right, Kendall. Oh, well, guess what? I think it's time. Oh, wait. It's time for a segment, but why? Look over at the door. Those are some rough-looking customers coming yeah, that in. Are those does not sheep look farmers? Like a sheep farmer. Uh-uh. Are they and doily I appreciation? I know ladies? they don't appreciate a doily. But what... Are, do you think they're here to shop? I'm. The shop is closed. I don't know. They've got event. a lot of Harley Davidson apparel on, and you know, uh, do rags and leather boots, and oh, they, oh, look, there's more of them coming in. Oh, these must be friends of Charles the contractor. Oh, there is Charles. He's oh, right there yeah. with them. What he's he's telling them to come over and sit in the corner with him. What the hell is this? Oh, he's brought some of his... Tr- <laughs> oh, Goodness no, my. Are you terrible. seeing what's happening, dear? We've just gotten underway. We're both doing so wonderfully with all these people in here. And now Charles has invited his friends to come over for some event. Oh, why are all these people from the truck stop here in our store on this night? Oh, night, of all sugar nights, love. Dear. Oh, no. Oh, this is... Charles, what is... Oh, no. What are well, you they're doing? Open. Well, the, now they're doing... What is that? That's the... the uh, <gasps> is oh, that the, strip poker? No, it's... I thought oh, I thought it was the limbo for a second. So, that's good. Oh, no. So, well, guys, what are we going to do? The store, it must be at maximum occupancy. <gasps> oh, goodness, dude. You think the fire marshal will shut us down? Oh, 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 please, Lord. Please don't allow the fire marshal to shut us down. That would be so embarrassing. Oh, in <laughs> front of all the sheep farming large members. <laughs> oh, we're going to have to figure this out, dude. Maybe we can move Charles's group oh, out into the no. lobby. Oh, why are they? Oh, what are they doing? They're doing something. They're oh, they're giving a tattoo to that one naked oh. woman. Oh no, Charles! Charles. Oh no! Uh, well, this just went from bad to worse. Went from bad to blurse. Which is what Kendall. most people say when they listen to our show. This just went from bad to worse. Right after the theme song goes from bad to worse. <laughs> Kendall, what the food? food. What the food? Oh. What the food, Cliff? Some food trivia. It's something we know a lot about. Yeah, we do. You know, I love it. And I have I got some good questions for you. I don't know. I sure hope so. Oh, you, I know you're excited for this. Uh, right. well, how about you start us out since I've started us out on everything else? Eat it, Kendall. Eat my shorts. <laughs> Eat it. <laughs> uh. Kendall, in 1917, a bakery in Ware, Chattanooga, Tennessee, introduced what popular southern treat? In Chattanooga. Is that the goo-goo? Nunu. That was the the moon pie. moon pie. I had a 50-50 chance, and I fucked it up. Fucked it up, and later that day, they discovered what happened when somebody sat on a moon pie. They discovered (laughs) just what their reaction would be. Well, speaking of the moon, Cliff. Ah. What vegetable and herbaceous plant is also called the garden rocket? <laughs> the garden rocket is the zucchini because it shoots up from the ground. Nope. The arugula cliff, uh, which you know I hate. I don't even <laughs> I don't even know if I know what arugula is. What even is it? It's what? like it's like a 
like a leafy green. Yeah, they put it in salads, but it's got like these like shapes like this. It's like a lot of like um, uh-huh. those on the side. And it's really like stingy. Like I don't, ooh, I hate it. Oh, I hate those vegetables that sting. Kendall, what mm-hmm. fast food restaurant sells the beef and cheddar? That Arby's? Arby's! They've got the meats, Cliff. <laughs> You're damn right they do. <laughs> this segment of the show brought to you by Arby's. All right, Cliff. Orthorexia nervosa is an eating disorder where the sufferer is obsessed with eating what? Ice cream. No, Cliff, I knew you wouldn't get this. It's healthy food. Oh. <laughs> we, do, we do not have orthorexia nervosa. No. We have Lymgardian leviosa. We have, yeah, that. Kendall, bad case, coming down with it, fatal. Kendall, <laughs> what do you call the rotating rod a rotisserie item is cooked on? Uh, I think you call it the splint. No, you call it the spit. I call it the rotisserie rod. Oh. <laughs> Cliff, how many tons does an average person, not Cliff and Kendall, eat in their lifetime? They eat six million times. How many tons? Oh, six million tons. No, that's Cliff and Kendall. Uh, 35 tons is a normal person. What a world. Kendall, what Italian dessert? Italian dessert is multicolored ice cream, often with nuts or fruit embedded. Well, I was going to say Neapolitan ice cream, but it's got fruits and nuts embedded. Sometimes. Uh, It's mostly a multicolor ice cream that's not brown, white, and pink. Other colors. Uh, oh, gelato. No, gelato. No. <laughs> Kendall, you never went to, back in Busheltown to the old spaghetti factory and they gave you spumoni ice cream. Oh, I've never had spumoni ice cream. Oh, spumoni ice cream. I remember once I was at the spaghetti factory in Busheltown. I left my wallet at home. I had to work the spaghetti factory line for eight hours to pay for the meal <laughs> just straightening out spaghetti as it came through but it was terrible Kendall but yeah that's all the food I'm asking you about do you have any more I have one more for you yeah, yeah. you remember you started this one what is the most stolen food in the world where about 4% of all of the, all of it's made is stolen uh oh I think this is uh, why Urkel was always saying got any cheese that's it Cliff cheese cheese say cheese Help us, help us, help us. What what uh, number are we at? What are we doing? Wait, I'm so sorry. distracted by all these bikers or whatever. I know, but through. there's even more people coming in and these don't even look like bikers. These are like Oh, they're all they're oh they've got they're like pierced and skinny jeans and a couple of hipsters. Oh, they're what? very they're sort of punk oh those must be crockpots art friends from the Fizzy 111 Arts District. Oh my gosh. What did okay? Have you have any plans for tonight? Where a group of people are coming to, to listen to our show or something? Because I think we're out of room. I think we're out of room, Kendall. I hope one of the children is not having a pizza birthday party here tonight, too. <laughs> if anyone's coming to visit us tonight, you might want to hold off. Oh wow! This is just where are they? Even? They're oh, they're sitting up there just on the cash register, all a crockpot and her friends. Okay. Oh. This is a this is definitely a fire oh, issue. Oh yeah, one of the doily ladies. I just heard I could read her lips, and she's like, "Oh, I never." When she's seeing them sit <laughs> on the cash register. Uh, I hope they don't call the fire department. Okay, uh, Cliff. Uh, Cliff. Uh, moving Cliff. right along, our list of trios. Yeah. Because I know everybody out there here at the uh, shop wants to hear it. Number. Is that it? Three. Three of <laughs> three those belches. in a row. One, two, three. Kendall, no, it's another trio. 
that also includes Dolly Parton. She just is in a lot of trios. <laughs> she was in a musical trio in the 80s, and then they had another album in the uh, 90s. It was yes. Dolly, Linda Ronstadt, and Emmylou Harris. And boy, did they make beautiful music together. They were called Trio. That was the album title, Trio, and Trio 2. Came out in the 90s. Both excellent. And it with the tragedy of this is that there won't be, can't be a trio three because poor Linda Ronstadt, you know, she has Parkinson's or something like that. Mm-hmm. She can't sing anymore. Can't sing. And she sang like a bird. And so it's people, up to people like me with perfect pitch, who don't hide your beautiful voice under a bushel. You got to let it out. There's some. Think about Linda Ronstadt. Think about all, you know, she can't sing anymore, so I've got to sing twice as loud all for right. her. If you're listening, producers, Cliff is available to with Linda Ronstadt. I mean, with, um, damn it, with Emmylou and Dolly to make a third trio album. So you have a trio of trios. Cliff will fill in. No, that's not what I was saying. You, you missed it all, Kendall. Missed it. No, that's what I'm saying. Okay. I don't care what you were saying. Oh, Kendall, my favorite was one of the Linda Ronstadt ones. It was, uh, last night as I lay on the boxcar. Just waiting for a train to pass by. What will become of the hobo? Whenever his time comes to die. And it was the hobo's lament. Will there be any freight trains in heaven? Any boxcars in which we might ride? Will there be any freight trains in heaven? Any boxcars in which we might hide? Will they tell us that we cannot ride? Oh, Kindle the Trio. That was number three. Buy them. Stream them. Go buy the CD. Pretend you're Cliff and buy a CD. That was a wonderful album. Two wonderful albums. And when we're gone, long gone, the only thing that will Love that we share And the way that we care When we're gone Love gone 
I can't, I can't agree more with you, except Cliff, uh, I'm going to tell you. Now, uh, there's only two more spots left, and this is where it gets really tough. This is true. Because I never know what you're going to have, and I'm scared, and I don't want to put something that should be number one that should be number two, so I'm going to... Oh, whoa, whoa, before we do anything, though, we got another segment. We got one more segment we got to do. Oh, oh. We got some things everybody needs to know before we move on with number two. It's time for things you should know. You should know. Oh, it's the game show that makes you feel dumb. That's right. Thank all right, you. Cliff. I was waiting for you to say that. Sorry, I'm, I'm just all into the trios. I can't think straight. Okay, Cliff, I've got a question for you. All right. How many Ringling Brothers were there Two. Brothers Circus. No, Cliff, no. Uh. Five. Oh. All right, Kendall. <laughs> what, fe- uh. what federal holiday was first celebrated in 1986? Uh, Columbus Day. No, Martin Luther King Jr. Day. Uh, it wasn't until 1986. Didn't it make you uh, want to scream? It does. Cliff, what number is represented in Morse code by five dashes? Um, uh, America. No, Cliff, it's the number of listeners on this show. Zero. Oh, okay. (laughs) Kendall, what search engine thrills, chills, and fulfills netizens with an I'm feeling lucky button? Is that Google, Cliff? Google. You old Google. Feeling you lucky. Google. I like to have a Google with my Google. Let's see, Cliff. Where in London are the crown jewels kept? In the Tower of London. Yes, the Tower. What nation imports the most U.S. wines? Britain, Russia, or Japan? Uh, I'm going to say Japan. Dum, 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 dum. Dum dum da dum dum dum. Britain. Um, I was gonna say I'm guessing it wasn't Japan. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and finally for me, Cliff, what chocolate bar created by Frank Mars and his wife is often called a Milky Way with peanuts? A Milky Way with peanuts is that Snickers? Yay! Oh, I don't think. Oh well, maybe it is like a Milky Way with peanuts. Although it's yeah, much it doesn't better. seem as caramelly. Yeah, well, yeah. I like Milky Way. I know there. you're the last Milky Way fan standing. And <laughs> <laughs> well, you need your own show on Fox, Last Milky Way Fan Standing. Oh, my God. All candy bars matter. <laughs> <laughs> no, they don't. They just Some just simply don't matter, Kendall. Milky Way's one oh. of them. Anyway, Kendall, <laughs> that was things you should know. Oh, now, all the time. It looks really like all four of these different groups of people, they're really getting along very They've well They've learned to coexist. They, oh, look, one of the bikers, he's buffing one of the old ladies' brooches in the Appreciation Society. <laughs> oh, my goodness, dear. Isn't it wonderful to wonderful. see all these... These groups coming together. There are several bikers here that are really in the doilies, it turns out. <laughs> oh, amen. And some of the artists that Crockpot knows why they're drawing caricatures of all the sheep farmers. <laughs> what a blessing. This, this really does teach us a great lesson about life, doesn't it, dear? We can all get along if we just it, find a common thing to 
to, to do. Exactly. That's exactly what I was going to say. But you were saying it, so I didn't feel like I had to. So thank you for saying it, though. I really do feel like this is, it's, look, it's all turned out well because we believed in ourselves. <laughs> well, that's wonderfully put, dear. I'm glad you yeah. said that. Oh, dear. Let's go see if there's another cheese platter in the stockroom. Oh, that's a wonderful idea. Oh, and if you find some more cheese, we'd love some too. Uh, cheese, cheese is up in here, okay? It's a lot of cheese gets stolen, so watch out for some bandits. It's the number one most stolen food. Did you know that? <laughs> they're, they're gone. They're, oh. they, they quit listening to us. Okay. <laughs> oh, Cliff, it's time for number two. One, two, three. I know you've been so excited for number two. Well, here it comes. For number two, I'm going to say... Harry, Ron, and Hermione from Harry Potter. Oh, Wingardium Leviosa indeed, Kendall. <laughs> Do you agree with that one, Cliff? I love more. They're a pretty iconic trio, Kendall. How can you not love them? Expecto Good. My job here is done, then. <laughs> so just describe them for the people who haven't read Harry Potter. Oh, well, they're wizards, Cliff. They're a wizard, they're, Harry. They're they're all members of the Hogwarts School of Witchcraft and Wizardry. Uh-oh. They, um... Expecto save, Patronum. They save the world from he who must not be named, and hopefully they're available, because we need them. We need them. Come back, guys. Found some new Deathly Hallows. Bring your wands. I think we've got to find some more Horcruxes. Guys, <laughs> I think you missed a few. <laughs> yeah, I think you missed a couple. Trificus totalis. Uh, but they're wonderful, and I love them, and we got to see them grow up over the years uh, in books and in the movies. They are wonderful, and on it's not that note, but it's related note. Why, why does J.K. Rowling keep saying all these things about trans people? I don't know. What the JK, you're not helping anything. You're helping no one. You are yeah, just, alienating people. Just be quiet so we can just remember the books as they are. I <laughs> like, know, don't make it. Like don't make us cancel fucking Harry Potter cuz your s- stupid ideas. Come on. Yeah. Oh, and I just realized another trio that I left out, but we'll get to that in a moment. I'm going to go ahead and let you say number one. Number one, Kendall, I hope. One, two, three. I don't have to hope. I know that you're going to agree. I think I will. With number one, it is. Are you ready? You're going to agree. Number one, the Pointer Sisters. No, just kidding. <laughs> I love them. I'll bend your bones and I'll <laughs> arch the back. And I'm not sure how many Pointer Sisters there even were. If, if there were three, then they're on the honorable mention list. But these are other sisters. These are dead sisters. They're gone, but they're but back. hundred years. And there's hell to pay. Uh, Cliff, I'm so glad I was going to put a spell on you if it wasn't the right answer. They are the Sanderson sisters from Salem, Massachusetts. They come out every Halloween night and just to terrorize old Max and his little girl, uh, his sister, and the, his girlfriend with the yabos, Allison. <laughs> and it, they're just fantastic. 
how you cannot improve upon the Sanderson well, sisters. I knew they were going to be number one. That Sarah Jessica, Kathy and Jimmy, come on. No, you can't. So I knew they were going to be number one. That's why I didn't even put them in there because I was like, I know Cliff's going to say that one. So thank God we see, and we even came together and agreed at the end on the last one. Use thy voice, Sarah. Fill the sky. Bring the little brats to die. <laughs> Come, little children, I'll take thee away into a land of enchantment. Come, children. No! Don't listen to Been 300 years. Right down to the day. Now the witch is back. And there's hell to pay. I put a spell on you. Good joke. Happy Halloween. Thanks a lot. No, man, I'm serious. You got to have me a bunch of So wonderful. All right, other honorable mentions. Oh, yeah. You've got, oh, it killed me not to put the chipmunks I know. on the list, but I've had a lot. We've I've, I've worked the chipmunks into many countdowns. Well, so yeah. I had Huey, Dewey, and Louie, and then I started. I knew. Where were they? Well, where were they? I was going to have them. A good case could be made that they might be a smidge better than the three Captain Well, and heroes. see, I'm, I'm not I'm sure. I meant for them to be higher in the list, and then I realized I only had so much space, so then I changed it to Alvin and the Chipmunks, and then I changed it to Ron, Hermione, and and, um, and Harry. All right, Kendall. <laughs> also, <laughs> the First Wives Club. Yes. Uh, and Wilson Phillips. Come on, hold on for one more day. The Three Stooges. Yes. Neapolitan Ice Cream, speaking of, <laughs> is a great trio. Flora Fauna and Merriweather from Sleeping Beauty. Oh! Oh, how did you leave them off? And then, also, we all can agree we hate Christopher Columbus, but it wasn't the boat's fault. What about the Nina, the Pinta, and the Santa Maria? What a great trio, what a great trio. they were. And Wendy, Michael, and John, the darling children. Darlings, each one. Each one. God bless us, everyone, Cliff. Everyone. What about the three ghosts of Christmas past and future oh and God. present? And Casper, the three ghosts. And all of his ghosts and all the other threes out there, we wish you well. Coexist with us like like we're doing here in the store. It's a beautiful thing. We've learned a valuable lesson today, listeners. I hope that lessons. we've pushed it up upon you as well. Uh, all right, Kendall, oh, I gotta go see if they, up, they're bringing out some more cheese over there. I gotta get some of that for all these bikers Ooh. to send. I'm gonna go steal some. All right, we'll see you here next week. All right. Thanks for listening to Cliff and Kindle Coast to Coast. Binge listen to more episodes at cliffandkindle.podbean.com. The two hands bound me heart and soul, so strong that I can't let you go. Oh, the pain of loving you. Oh,
Whoa.